y'all know we're coming into uh, Thanksgiving week, right? And uh, some of us, Thanksgiving is just about sitting at a table and porking out. And then you have a surgery and you can't even enjoy that anymore. <laughs> I can only eat four ounces of food. And it's like, I don't even, there ain't even no reason for me to go to a Thanksgiving supper. All that good stuff sitting out there, all I'm doing is torturing myself. <laughs> but you know what I've come to understand is there's a question. You know it's been asked probably in every realm, Christian or not. What are you thankful for in this time? I, I, I heard somebody the other day. What are you thankful for? I know because I know them that they aren't serving the Lord. It's one of the things where you know what? They have found out that even in secular life, if you start counting your blessings and you are thankful and you start giving thanks, what happens is it affects you. It affects you. I, uh, I, in, that, in that study, it's kind of funny. They found out that you can actually have better sleep if you're thankful and grateful. You have an, an, an increased, now this one I haven't proven, <laughs> increased desire to exercise. I think that when someone lied on the, the, the thing, because I ain't never wanted to go exercise. Fewer physical complaints and even the tendency to have healthier heart rhythm. All by just being grateful and thankful and counting your blessings. Do you understand? Have, has anybody in here, I'm going to ask a question. This ain't even on my notes. Anybody in here ever had a cold? You know, not COVID, the cold. You know, the thing that COVID came from. The thing of it is, here you go. If you had the cold before, right? Have you ever been stuffed up, can't breathe, eyes watering, throat itching, feeling like uh, aches and pains all over your body? Anybody, everybody, that's, that's the cold, right? Anybody ever had that? Anybody laid down? And just was, I just, it's so terrible. I'm just going to cover up and just, I just need to turn off the light. Oh, I just, uh, you just sit there and you mope and everything. And you know how you're sick. You know, the funny part about it is, too, is I've also seen the same people with the same sickness turn around and want to go fish and go, <laughs> let's go. Because, you know, we like to have that pity party. You know, ain't, never, and ain't nobody ever been as sick as a man. I'm just, what? I ain't afraid to tell you. I figured out that, I, you know what? I figured out that there is a definition of major surgery. You know what the definition of major surgery versus minor surgery is? If it's on you, it's probably minor. If it's on me, it's definitely major. You understand what I'm saying? We all can sit there and we can make ourselves miserable. We can tear ourselves down. But my question goes deeper than just what are you thankful for? I'm not talking about I'm thankful for that. I got a pretty wife. I am thankful I got a pretty wife because I could have had an ugly one. And that would have been ugly babies, which means I'd have had ugly, you know, everything. 
And like this is the name of day, and I, I cry ugly. I don't need no help in the ugly department. So, here's the thing. I, I'm thankful for that. But when I ask you what is, what are you thankful for? I guess another way I would ask you is, what are you thankful in? You see, thankful or for things. That's what we normally, as as, as people, we start thinking things and stuff. Well, I'm thankful for my can in. Well, I'm thankful for my trailer house that I, I, ha- I bought and haven't had in nine months, but I got it back and it worked, kind of. And then, you know, I'm thankful, right? We can start being thankful for things. I'm not talking about things. What are you thankful in? Let's turn your scripture. Get your Bible, everybody. I've seen them. They just held up and everything. I'm so proud of that one. You guys don't understand. Sometimes when you open up the Word of God... It speaks a lot different than looking at your phone. You know why? Because if you're opening up a Bible and looking at the Word of God, you can't flip to Facebook. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, I've been in the seats out there. I've seen what happens. It's like, yes, Philippians 4, chapter 4, or verse 4 through 8. Oh, my gosh, what is she doing in Cancun? Yeah, I've watched it happen. And then trivia crack and words with friends and... Everything but what you opened up your phone for, and that was the Word of God. But we're going to go straight to Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8. Paul is talking right here to the church of Philippi, and he is saying something that we've got to come to grips with. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Right? Then it keeps continuing and it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving present in your request to God. Are you hearing all this, folk? Are you hearing this? And then it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Folks, we ought to be reading this every day. Then in verse 8, it goes on and it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. How many of you see all the positive stuff on your Facebook feed? How many of you see all the positive stuff on the news stations you're watching? How many of you see all the positive stuff? Y'all, it ain't out there. Because if we started thinking on the good things, you ain't depressed. You ain't in fear. You're not anxious. And if you ain't anxious and you ain't fearful, they ain't controlling you. What? I'm not talking political. I'm talking in life, y'all. I'm talking about you have got to come to an understanding. God has given you the answers to everything we're battling right now. You just got to open up the book and read it. 
What we are doing is we are walking around being controlled by fear and anxiety and the, and the lack of hope and the desperation because we don't see what's coming. Yo, if you know Jesus Christ, you know what's coming. We gotta stop letting things control what's going on in our everyday and start saying, God, I need you. And when he shows up, say, take over. Do you understand if I <clears throat> I can't even play the piano. But by the Lord, if, if he told me to play piano, I'd sit behind that thing and try to figure out something, right? But when the Lord, when I start to say, God, this is terrible. You need to help me out. It's not going the way it's supposed to. It's not supposed to happen that way, Jeffrey. And then all of a sudden, Kelly come walking up and she's like, the Lord sent me. I'm going to go, no, I'm doing this terribly. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to step out of the way. I'm going to let her take over because she knows what she's doing. Why is it that you ask God to do things for you and then you never let it go? You hold on to it and you kind of control it. You see, what Paul was trying to tell everybody is, look, we're going to go all the way back up to verse 4 up here. Take me back up there. you got to understand. When we're going, it says, rejoice in the Lord. I want you to hear that. Rejoice in the Lord. Not rejoice in the world. Not rejoice in the pain. Not rejoice in the sorrow. It's rejoice in the Lord. When I ask you, who are you thankful through or in? Is this, who are you in? Are you in Christ? If you're in Christ, then you can be thankful for a lot of things. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You know why he had to repeat that? Because it's not easy. It's not easy when you get the cancer. It's not easy when you lose a loved one. It's not easy. So he had to repeat it. Hey, in the middle of your stuff, rejoice. Because the Lord already said he's going to make sure you're good. What, don't, did, 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 have you not read that part? You really need to get open and crack that thing open every once in a while. You can actually go to the back. It's a really cool thing. You can look up uh, protection, all kinds of stuff, and it'll tell you where God's going to put you about. You know, hey, hey, he can protect you. It's called a concordance. No, there's all kinds of cool things in the Bible. You may not even know that. You know, I used to tell my youth, I used to tell them all the time, if you're having a problem, look up the problem in the back of the book. It'll tell you where the verse is. And don't read just the verse. Because if you only read this, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. It's a song that comes back from my childhood. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Right? I'm not talking about that. You only live, you're only hearing part of what's going on. It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. I'm so glad God's got me here today. 
drove two and a half hours to come all the way to Overton, California. You know, Nevada, sitting here in this booth singing songs with Allen's in G1. I can't. Oh, I want some of what he's got. No, you got to understand what he's talking about. You got to understand when you turn things over to God, when you turn things over to the Lord, when you're thankful for what he's done, not what he's doing. Hear me? That young man fifteen years. I've had him longer than they told me I would. But you know what? If God would have took him fifteen years ago, I'd still be sitting right here. Still serving him. Do you understand my situations here on life and on this earth are not going to dictate my eternity? It's just temporary. It feels like this is everything. You play in Allegiant Field. You sitting out there on that field. You're, man, it's like, man, this, in the moment, that's all that matters. In the moment, that's it. Anybody ever felt like that in a moment? This is my controlling everything. I, you have to be able to turn around and say, God, you already paid the price for me. You already did all of this for me. I'm thankful for what you've done. And God, no matter what the outcome, you did all that because you know what? It gave me the hope to where no matter what, I'm going to heaven. I want you to slow that down. No matter what happens here, you have the promise. Gary, do you know There's not a special spell to ask Jesus in your heart. Do you know the scripture actually is so simple? It says, if you believe and confess your sins with your mouth, you will be saved. Do you know what happens is what happens is we all come in and try to put rules and regulations on, well, you got to dress this way. You can't say that. You can't go here. You can't be that. You can't do. Do you know that if we were all perfect and came to Christ, there ain't nobody be in this room but me? <laughs> Just kidding. I wouldn't come either because I'm not that good. What I'm trying to tell you is you've got to understand ain't nobody in this room perfect. There ain't nobody in this room that is worthy of what Jesus Christ did for you. There ain't nobody in this room that deserves the grace and the mercies that were given by Jesus Christ to you. That's what you should be thankful for. Quit putting things and monetary things on what the gift of God has given you. God has given you a gift, y'all. Hope. A future. 
peace. Do you understand when it goes, it says, let your, the next scripture in, in, in number six, it goes on further. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. In every situation, just know Jesus is there. No, it says by prayer and petition. You know what that means? That means I'm asking God every day, every hour to come and bring what He's promised me. And you go in and you're thanking Him for what He's already done. It says bring and present your request to God. Do you know how nice it is to be able to go to the boss? When I had my construction business, <laughs> it was so funny because we were building houses and I, I built a lot of houses in my life. A lot of houses. And uh, this little hairy-legged boy in the front pew uh, for a year, he was my sidekick because I was teaching him how to walk and how to talk and how to what colors were and letters were and numbers and everything because he lost everything from six years down, was just wiped out. And, and so uh, he, if he's got a six inch of humor, it's my fault. Uh, he was with me every day. And you know what was funny was I was the boss. I was the one that was getting on an airplane and flying to four or five different uh, job sites every day to make sure somebody, I was tuning people up. Anybody know what that means? I was going in to make sure they was doing what they were supposed to be doing. I was, I was the guy. And you know what? He was my heir, right? And you know what happened is he started walking around like he was somebody. And you know, the funniest thing was, I'll never forget this, man. I was building a house. I was in Sacramento, California. We were building a house, and I hired this guy. And this guy come in and thought he, because he was the oldest, was going to run the crew. And my son was 11 years old, 12 years old, maybe 12 years old. And, and he was out there working on the job. And, and the old boy said, we're going to do this. And Steve said, no, you're not. He goes, shut up, son. He goes, I ain't your son. And we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it this way. And uh, the old boy, he said, I'm 21 years old. You're 12. You ain't going to tell me what to do. And he goes, that's funny. Hey, Dad, you want to talk to him? Hand the phone to the kid and quit and walked off the job. I ain't going to be bossed around by a 12-year-old. You know, sometimes our pride... You are right? Right? Our pride, I want you to think about it. How many guys you see doing this stuff? I'll not cry. I'll not show you I'm weak. I'll not show, I don't need God. I'm good enough on my, I'm a man. No, you ain't, you're silly. If there's a person in here that says they don't need somebody, you're lying. Even the scripture says it's not good for a man to be alone. Because we're retarded. <laughs> we will do stuff that will probably end up in Ripley's, believe it or not, if we're left to our own devices, right? God gave me a woman to go, uh, that, that's not even smart. <laughs> Don't do that. But it says to come to God with thanksgiving. You know why? He wants you to have it. He wants you to be okay. 
And, you know, if I come in moaning and a groaning, it's hard for him to give me joy, ain't it? God, please bring me a pretty woman. I prayed that. She's sitting right there. Most of you don't know. Before, I thought I found one. It's the longest six months marriage in the history of the world. Six months felt like 16 years. You know why? Because I was looking for what I wanted and what I thought I needed, and I tried taking it back. Last week I had the youth, I told you, I think, I had the youth out and I had a fire. And I had them all go over and I said, write down the worst sin you've ever committed in your life. By yourself. Just go over. They all went by themselves, wrote down the thing, and I said, crumple it up in your hand. I had them stand around that fire pit and I said, okay. Now I want you to do me a favor. Drop it right in the middle of that fire. And they put their hand over and dropped it in the fire. And the fire grew a little bit as it was burning. I said, get it back. They're looking at me, are you stupid? I said, no, get it back. And they're like, we can't, it's gone. I said, that's right. And do you know the only person that knows what you wrote on that was you. And when you give it to God, it's gone. The only one who keeps bringing that sin back up is you. Sometimes we're not letting go of stuff and we're holding on to stuff and we need to go to God and say, God, here it is with thanksgiving in my heart. You know what? I'm not going to beat myself up anymore. Yeah, I made a mistake. I I pulled stupid out. But I'm giving it to you. God, take it away. Cool. Now, put the joy back in my heart. Do you know that's part of the deal? The reason why we take things to God is this. What we get back when we turn things over is peace. How many friends do you know right now could use a little peace in their life? How many people do you know right now that could use a little bit of hope in their world? How many people do you know right now could use a little emotional healing? How about a little physical healing? How about a little financial healing? How about a little... You know what? This is what God says. Because if you keep going into the, into the next verses, it actually comes down and it tells you. Go to verse 8. Whatever is true... I want you to think about that, whatever's true. Do you know truth is something that's missing right now in our world? And I don't care if you're watching Fox News, Newsmax, O-O-N-N, or whatever that one is. I don't care what you're looking at, NBC, well, don't go to there, but they're going to tell you their side. They're going to tell you what they want you to hear. And somewhere between all of them, the truth lies. 
But you know the one that's going to show you truth is the truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why are we looking? Baby girl, I'm not the one to follow. She's seen, she's seen some of that mess. I'm not the one to follow, but I know the one who I do want to follow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't follow a man. Don't follow. Start asking God. God, help me discern. Do you know that he will do that? He will help you. The Holy Spirit will come into you and help you discern to where you'll know if someone's throwing Shinola at you or if they're telling you the, the gospel. You understand what I'm saying? He will discern. You will have that ability. But you've got to listen. You don't tell him what the truth is. You ask God, help me to decipher and help me to know. And then all of a sudden when it comes, you're going, hey, okay, that's all right. That's all right. All right, me and God, we got a thing going right now. And then it says, whatever is noble, man, nobility is something that is not even evident today. You probably don't even know what noble means. See? Winning. <laughs> I just happened to pick the one kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> whatever is right, whatever is pure. Do you know sometimes the right thing is the hardest thing? And do you know to keep yourself and to be pure is not something that it comes naturally? What does it say? For all have been, all have sinned. How is that possible? How is that possible? Because you're born into a sinful world, correct? So guess what? Our nature in itself is sinful unless we have the draw from the Holy Spirit to come to Christ. And then when that draw comes, all of a sudden our nature is still our nature. But what does Paul say? He says, I die to myself daily. You know what? If I put on the news, I got to die to myself about every 34 seconds. Because self will jump right on up and I'll put a bullet right through my TV. <laughs> I don't know how come Pelosi comes up and I have it. I buy a tear. Go to Walmart. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to tell you is, folks, these are the things. When you turn over and you understand why you're thankful and what you are to be thankful for, not things and stuff and such, we got a Savior. Who wants nothing for you. But the best. It says whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. Whatever anything is excellent. Or praiseworthy. Think about these things. So you know what I did? There's a lot of mess going on. People saying stupidness right now. I turned off my good news stations. I turned them all off because it's like they're coming out. The BLM something from somebody said that, you know, all of them should die. And I'm like, Boop, turned it off. And you know what I started saying? God, you know what you just done? You just opened up the biggest mission fields ever happened in the entire history of this world. 
Because it's easy to identify somebody who needs Jesus now. Go on your Facebook page. I guarantee you scroll down your Facebook. You look at your Instagram. You best not have Snapchat. What I'm telling you is. You go to all that social media stuff. You open it up. You scroll down the first four people. You can find somebody that's saying something that lets you know they don't have the, the hope, the love, the joy, the peace, the anything. They need Jesus. Guess what? Start getting up and finding them and telling them about the Lord. Because what's happening, our time's running short. And you're sitting down just going, oh, that's sad. No, that ain't sad. That's somebody's going to hell. And you've got the answer. And you've got the way to tell them how not to do it. And you're sitting down on your hands going oh that's just sad no start looking at things in a different light start thinking about things in a positive way start being thankful for a lord that already sent somebody to give you what you needed to have the answers he gave you a book you got it in your hand who's got a bible show me your bible you got the answer you have the answer in your hand. And you know what? They're out there typing stuff in Google. What's going to happen when... St- Open the book! There will be wars and rumors of wars. Anybody heard that? In the last days. Wait a minute. In the last days, men will be lovers of flesh instead of lovers of God. Children will be disobedient and disrespectful to the parents. What's going on? Why is this happening? Read the book. It's because he's coming. It's because he's not waiting around much longer. There ain't a whole lot that's holding him back right now. I was thinking the other day about Lot. What's holding him back? Let me just find how many men? How many? Ten. Couldn't find ten in a city. God, let me be one of the ten. Give me just a little more time. But you know what? Give me the desire to get up and go. And give them the answer. Do you know? I'm on, I'm on your son. Touched my heart today. He touched my heart because you know what? First thing is, he came in late. He wasn't embarrassed. You know what he did? He walked his butt right up here in front and set himself down. And then, you know what? As soon as he sat down, he stood right up and started praising the Lord. And then, you know what? By himself, wasn't nobody telling him, raise your hand, stand up, praise the Lord. He did it all on his own. You know what? That's a desire. You know what? It's pretty terrible when a preacher got to come in two hours to drive over here and ask you, please get into Jesus. Please get up and praise Him for what He did for you all week. Please, please get up and thank Him for the breath you just took. Please get up and thank Him for the house that you're living in. Thank Him for, you know, you know it's pretty terrible. Somebody got to come remind you. What does it say? In all these things, be thankful. Why? Why? 
Why? It's because, you know what? It becomes about me, me, and me. What, am I the only one that's felt that way? You know, little skinny Minnie over here. What? She's half the woman she used to be. I walked in today and I was like, wow. You know what? We had the same surgery. I ended up in a wheelchair. But you know what? I can move around. I don't even. I had a preacher the other day tell me, I'm really jealous. You move back and forth across the stage. You don't even have to use your feet. Your feet ain't even sore at the end. I said, dummy, I can't feel my feet. Even if I was walking, I wouldn't hurt my feet. I can't feel them. The thing of it is, guess what? Instead of being upset, you know what God did? By putting me in a chair. Brought me to Overton. I'm just saying. Do you know what God did when he put me in a chair? He brought me to prompt. You know what God did when he put me in a chair? He slowed me down and he got my attention. Because all of a sudden, this prideful dude who walked around, thought he had the world by the tail, realized, ah, I need thee, Lord, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Quit. Quit. Walking around, letting this world control where you're at and where you're feeling. And your joy, don't let it steal your joy. Your joy doesn't come from the things of this world. Your joy comes from Him. And you know what? My strength, at least my strength, ain't there. It's right there. I'm just kidding. That's not my strength there. My strength comes from the Lord. When I'm weak, He's strong. You know what, Gary? Chad will tell you, sometimes you're the boss. You've got to be strong. You can't show weakness. I'm strong. I'm the boss. Hmm. I just realized in the scheme of life, I ain't the boss. And my boss said, Jesus is the boss. So what I done do is I just back up a little bit. And come to understand, we're going to, we're, going to, we're going to sit there and let God do His thing. We're going to be thankful. And that's what the promise is and the peace of God which transcends all my understanding. Do you know there ain't no reason for me to be a happy guy all the time? But I am! I'm happy, and you know what? I'm happy because, you know what? I don't have to buy shoes. They don't ever wear out. And I'm drop-dead good-looking. I ain't got nothing not to be happy about. Because my Savior told me, you know what, brother? My God told me that when it's my time, I get to go everything's perfect you ever been there you ever you mean your house is not always perfect 
You mean to tell me your friends are not always perfect? You mean to tell me your health is not always perfect? You mean to tell me that you are just happy when you wake up and you're happy when you go to sleep and you're happy when you're sleeping? You're perfect? Why would I not want to go where it's perfect? So you know what? I concentrate on that. You best not have Snapchat. What I'm telling you, I'm just time we're, we're looking at the phone later. What I'm saying is this. Set your heart and your mind in Jesus. He'll guard you. He'll guard you. But you've got to give it to Him. So as you walk into Thanksgiving this week, don't make it all about the food. Hey, I'm not saying don't make it about some food or kind of about the food. But at some point in time, remind yourself what we're thankful for and who we're thankful through. Does that make sense? I want you to be thankful. Even when the world's going crazy. You know the best part about the world going crazy right now? <laughs> I already know we win. They can throw all the stuff at me they want. I'm on the winning team. It may not look like it right now, but I read the book. I win. You win. Start walking around with your head up and your head held high and your praise on your lips and on your heart because you win. You're a winner. We're going to celebrate just like they did with the football team coming home. We ought to have fire trucks and we ought to have the police and the highway patrol and the ambulances and all that stuff driving all around town when somebody has Jesus Christ into their heart because they just become a winner. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, God. And I thank you for your word. And I thank you for your promises. God, I pray right now that you will help remind us while we're in the middle of stuff, you still are the one we're thankful for. God, help remind us when we don't see the reasons why because it's not to our understanding. God, it says that you have given us heavenly understanding. God, help us to understand that you work all things out for good for those that love you. God, right now, if there's somebody here today that does not know Jesus Christ is their Savior, God, I pray that you will give them the clarity on the moment to just say, God, I believe in you. I know you died for my sins and I want to ask you to forgive me for my sins. And God, I know you died and you rose again and you're coming back. And God, I I want to be ready. I want to be there. I want to feel that peace, that love, that joy, that hope that you give. God, right now, if there's someone here that does not have you in their heart, I pray that they'll just talk to you and give their heart to you today. And God, if there's someone here who's struggling with knowing why, and God, that without having that peace, 
and have lost their joy. And Lord God, I pray right now that you'll just, God, bless them right now. Come to them right now and let them feel your presence wrap around them to where we won't be anxious in anything. Lord, we thank you for what you've done for each and every one of us. And we give you praise for all this in Jesus' precious name. And my family together says,